0: fans to a uh, short version of weber state weekly's men's hoop show this week we're a member of the big sky podcast network we're trying to get this win in right before the clash of the titans this week uh wildcats down in cedar city tonight taking on the suu t-birds the hated rival so uh gotta get the show wrapped up talk about these idaho state games we're gonna move on i'm your host colby peterson on the show today we've got sean lewis sean how you doing i'm doing all right glad to be here with you colby yep and Chappie, fresh off of a trip from las vegas Man, stand
1: at a trade show booth 10 hours a day, man. It's good for the soul. The real question is how much money did you lose? Uh, made 90 at crabs, but I made 98 craps, but that didn't, we're not advertising that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, like we said, folks, we're going to talk about the the couple of, of games. Yes. Uh, last week against Idaho state faced the Bengals up in Pocatello. Then on Thursday night, they came down to Ogden and played the Wildcats one more time. So back-to-back games. Uh, and then we're going to do a little preview for the game tonight. Uh, talk a little bit about SUU, who they are, because this is a big game and very well could decide who will be, the regular season big sky champion uh, along with seating for the conference tournament so big game tonight and we want to talk a little bit about who suu is and then finally i got waldo's magic eight ball for the group we're gonna get a couple of takes from them and see what's up but before all that subscribe to the show apple podcast spotify stitcher and then facebook instagram twitter great places to interact with us support us on Patreon. We appreciate that. We are now, because of our supporters, able to pay all of our bills here at Weaver State Weekly. Uh, appreciate all of our patrons for making that possible. So guys, let's talk a little bit about these Idaho State games. So Wildcat well, started a little bit slow in Pocatello. And I, I was a little bit frustrated because I was like, oh man, are we going to have one of these weird letdown games? And so that first half, you know, they shot just 27% from three, a little bit, little bit cold there uncharacteristic of the Wildcats. Uh, what did you guys feel like was the problem out of the gate in that first game in Pocatello?
2: It it was a basketball game in Pocatello.
0: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what always
2: happens to the Wildcats up there. The games of Pocatello are always closer than they need to be. And then the Wildcats blow them out in Ogden. It's, it feels like that's the pattern every time I I'm not, again, not going to put too much credence into a slow start just because that's what always happens up there.
0: Yeah, I mean, game is up in Reed, Jim. And like you said, Sean, there have definitely been some some close games up there in recent years. Just slow starts, weird games up there. I mean, you're right. Pocatello is kind of a weird place to play hoops. And uh, this game was no exception. Chappy, what about you? I mean, thoughts on that slow start. Wildcats shooting just 27% from three allowed the Bengals to shoot, I think, around 40% from two. In that game, so, or in that first half anyway. And so it's just like, oh man, like, where, where's the defense, guys? We want to see them shut down 40% from two in that first half.
1: Well, I think it's somewhat similar to the game we saw at Idaho the Thursday before it they'd been off for a while i mean yeah. before that that idaho game and they, they had what 12 13 days off because of cancellations because of things like that it, it, they got out of the flow right and i think you saw that at both the idaho game and that first idaho State game. they had to find their legs again by the way reed gym a lot feels a lot like the roy high gym oh yeah was, i, I was gonna go with the way. new
2: smaller ogden high gym the newer one
1: yeah i could yes except that it's much older and not
2: new
1: nice. <laughs> yeah
0: but that's a good point man i know what jim you're talking about at roy high very familiar with that jim and you're right i mean i've never been up to Reed jim but it looks super similar to roy high's uh smaller gym. so I, I get what you're saying with the pullout bleachers right those are the ones yeah yep. yeah, yeah, pull yeah out that's what they got there
2: so yeah. I mean, it was tied at halftime up there. They they get up uh, by five minutes into the second half. The Wildcats are up by six to seven. I, I think it's just one of those things. They had to get that first half out of them, and 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 once they found their rhythm and and found the shooting spot in that gym, it, it, they pulled away from there. Um, I I don't. The second half was much better than the first half uh, as far as shooting goes for the Wildcats. So it, it's just just a, a poor shooting first
0: half, and it's fine. I think you're right because Wildcats end up shooting 52% from two and crash the boards in the second half. And that was kind of the difference, right? Because they started to, mm-hmm. like you said, Sean, like to come out. Okay. halftime. And I mean, and, and no doom and gloom, right? Like the Wildcats were tied at 30 going in at the half. It's not like they were losing, you know, I think yeah. that, Everybody just kind of expected them to do more because Idaho state is one of the worst teams in the country. I can't remember what the Massey rating was, but like they're bad. They're like 341 or something like that. Yeah. Like they're, they're one of the worst teams in the country. And so, uh, you know, the Wildcats are currently the highest Massey rated team in, in the conference. And so it's just sort of like, all right, we expect the Wildcats to, to handle business. And I think that you're right, Chappy, that Wildcats have been off for a while. Yes, they played against Idaho on Thursday, but then they had, uh, you know, the four days off before they take the trip up to Pocatello to play. And so still maybe kind of breaking off that rust, but I mean, for the final, what we would say, you know, six, eight, yeah, six quarters of remaining play against Idaho State, the Wildcats were, you know, there was no problems, right? So once they came out from the half, shot 52%, absolutely handled business. I mean, thoughts on that, guys? (laughs) Well, and and
2: I think you saw that they 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 improved both their field goal percentage, their three point percentage in that second half, and that carried through uh, on Thursday in, in the next game, where the Wildcats, uh, if it wasn't uh, wire to wire, is pretty darn close, um, and and just blew out the the uh, uh, um, uh, Bengals. Uh, Pretty much after that, they were up 11 halfway through the first half on Thursday. So, and it just went from there. And I think I tweeted out, I was, I had to work Thursday night and I was watching, uh, watching this late and they were up by 30 in garbage time. And I, I tweeted out my, my great, 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 yeah. uh, win it, winner's tweet. And I'm like, hey, well, you know, I'm pretty, feeling pretty confident about this one he, with about three minutes left. So, uh, they did the Wildcats took care of business. We would have much more to talk about if it was close in the second half of Pocatello or if they'd lost one of the two games. I think we'd have much more to talk about. I think Chappie's right. It's it's the layoff, it's it's being it's being uh out of out of sync. You know, you're you're you get into that rhythm of the season, that the Thursday, Saturday, the Thursday, Saturday. Now we're adding Mondays into it uh for for last week and and, and this week, and and you're just out of that normal rhythm of the conference season. So um as we play more or as the Wildcats play more, I think you'll see them be more in rhythm. And and I'm excited to see what they do down at Southern Utah tonight.
0: Yeah, I I wanted to say that um, the thing that I thought was interesting in that first game was the fact that Dante Bassett got serious minutes. He played 19 minutes in that game, ended up with 14 Mm -hmm. points. He was six of nine shooting, two of four from the three-point line or two of four from free throw line. Um, I didn't have as many rebounds as I would have expected but uh, man, just having him out there and just like seeing that size and, and playing, you know, pretty good defense, especially in the second half, like good to see. And also, Sigu kind of, Sigu kind of had a, a pretty good game. He was five of nine from three in that first game. Like, yeah, good to see that Uh,
2: Dante Dante getting some run reminded you of last year's Dante, right? Yeah. Uh, And and the production that he was able to put out. Hopefully that's another another arrow in the Randy Ray's quiver uh, as we get into the conference. You know, we're about halfway through the conference season conference tournaments, not that far away. Um, And, and that's where you're at.
0: Well, I think then, that there there are a few guys that can deal with Bassett's size in the conference too. So it's good to get him back and in a rhythm as we yeah. kind of hit the heart of this conference slate. Chappie, what what do you think about uh, that second half and about especially Dante Bassett getting some run? Like we said,
1: oh, it's good. We we've been waiting for Dante to to, to hit his stride all year. I mean, combine him with Carlson and two, and I mean that's the Big Sky does not have big men like that. <laughs> Especially three of them on every, you know, on every team. Um, We'll just highlight Sigu hit threes. We had talked a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago that to me, that was kind of the key to the second half of the season was Sigu. It seems like as Sigu goes and scores. So does the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, and like we said, that second half, I mean, it really kind of took off. Wildcat shot really well from three and they just kind of took care of business and it wasn't really in doubt after that. So now let's, let's talk a little bit about the second game handle business on Monday night. Um, and then, okay. The next one. And like you said, Sean, I mean, this is the way when the Bengals come to Ogden doesn't look good, right? Like, I mean, I, I remember there was a game maybe three years ago where we lost to the Bengals in Ogden and it was like a huge disappointment. Oh, dude, no, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That was terrible. It was, that like, was, it was like a, what, what is going on moment in the season? You, you should
2: Look, here's how it goes. You should never lose to Idaho state in Ogden. And crazy things happen in Pocatello. That those are two rules. It's just like I mentioned last time I was the show. You should never lose to the Green Teams. You should never lose to, to Idaho State and Ogden. And crazy things happen in Pocatello. That's that's just how the Big Sky goes, uh, at least for Weber State. But how about JJ Overton? Oh man, like the man was a beast in that entire game. Definitely the game MVP for me in his performance.
0: Yeah, I mean he absolutely just the thing. I think like. I felt like just this perfect storm for JJ because he was getting cuts to the basket. He was getting those high percentage shots. He had that monster dunk. Uh, that oh, I, yeah. I tried to find like a good, a good shot of it so that I could make a gif and put it online. Cause I was just like, Oh, that's the one. But when, when ESPN did it, uh, they put the, they put the score bug in front of it. And I was like, Oh, Oh man, that's the shot right there. But yeah, yeah he had an absolutely monster game. Like you said, Sean, let all scores. Uh, well, let me double check before I say he let all scores. I'm pretty sure he let all pretty scorers. sure you're right. Yeah. 21 points yeah. In, in that yeah. game. Yeah. Let all, all scores. Yeah. And so, I mean, had just a, an absolutely fantastic game. Cause like we said, had a lot of high percentage shots at the rim. Uh, but on top of that, five rebounds, three assists. And and I think that's the thing that impressed me the most about this game in Ogden was the fact that the Wildcats had 17 assists In this one, it was in my I I mean, I have to go back and check all the numbers, but in my view, this was the best assisted game by the Wildcats all season.
2: I I think that's a fair statement. I mean, even if the numbers don't reflect that on maybe one of those like the main Kent games or something like that. Yeah, I think this is the most complete game that the Wildcats have had in Big Sky play so far. Um, and where you're, you've got, you had four guys in double figures and Dante was, had nine, um, everybody contributed. Everybody seemed to have a good game and yes, they rolled and things were easy. It's not going to be as easy tonight against Southern Utah, but, no. but, but I think this is a good, get get in a rhythm so that when we play at Southern Utah, you're not coming off a disappointment you're not coming off of a, a, a tough game. I, and the fact that we had Saturday night off, um, I, I think that's a, that's a good thing for this Monday game. I I, I think the Wildcats are, are going to be uh, come out firing tonight and that because, because you had two basically easy wins against the Bengals.
0: Yeah. and Well, Chappie thoughts on thoughts on that second game in Ogden.
1: Oh, uh, not not much more than what you guys have said. They they crushed it. There, there was little doubt from from the start of the game to the end who was going to win and who was in control. And Weaver played it just like they should.
2: They, they yeah. beat a bad team. How about this points in the paint, Colby? Fifty two points in the paint for yeah, the Wildcats on, on Thursday night. That's 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 definitely a season high. And uh, and and we we uh, made our our efforts known.
0: So. Yeah. One, one last thought here. Uh, and then our, our man, Sean has, has got to jump. Um, So I wonder if that is something that obviously it was, you know, the, the, that high points in the paint came in the game, the second game in Ogden. And so I wonder if that translates elsewhere in conference play, where it feels like Wildcats are starting to find that rhythm. They're starting to find that in the paint, because to be honest, they didn't shoot that great from three in that game. I thought, what would they shoot like 20,
1: 27 they
0: were seven of three. seven of twenty six. Yeah, they shot twenty seven percent from three, and so it's not like like they didn't just like absolutely you know knock knock everything down. But man, that points in the paint, just like absolutely owning that, like because they've got a challenge tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, they do. It's, mm-hmm. interesting. It's, it, it, it's interesting because they. They've been—I don't know. Best way to say this—it's—it's it, it's like they've been playing musical chairs at center <laughs> for, yeah. for for basically all season. It, 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 honestly, it feels like Randy's been either waiting for you know we heard Dante maybe may have or injury issues early in the year, whatever. It's Like he's been waiting for somebody to step up, and and maybe that's what it is. I mean, we've we've lamented on the show at various times that it, it's, if the threes weren't weren't going down, then the Wildcats were going to struggle and having an
2: inside presence definitely is, uh, helped that. Yeah.
0: Well, fellas, a good couple of dubs. Oh, go ahead, Sean.
2: I just say the threes definitely weren't falling to the, the extent that we want them to uh, over those last two games. That is something that's going to have to change against Southern Utah tonight. Um, and uh, I think we mentioned it uh, isn't Southern Utah one of the top three point shooting teams in the conference. And and we're going to have to improve our three point defense. That's that's going to be a key matchup for tonight. Sorry, I've got to leave. Everybody, have a good night and go Wildcats.
0: Oh yeah, always go Wildcats. Good to have you on, Sean. Uh, just going to check that really really quickly, checking that field goal percentage because I actually don't know now about that three pointer. So I want to check and see. Um, I've got overall defense. Oh, here we go. Um, So SUU, not a absolutely, they're not like dynamite three point shooting team. They shoot about 30. They're tied with the Wildcats right now. 31.5% from three. So it's not like they are just absolutely ripping the nets uh, and that's in two less games. the The thing about them is that their three point defense is a few ticks better than than Weber States. But one thing I want to point out is that the Wildcats have played much higher quality opponents from the three point line than 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 the T-Birds have. So I don't know how much stock I put into that number. You know, they're 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 holding teams to thirty two, basically thirty three percent. Wildcats are a little bit higher at thirty five point two percent. And it's just like, eh, you know, I'm just not. Interesting. Interesting
1: to see that as you're looking at that, that both SUU and Weber are, they're like near the bottom of the conference standings as far as three point field goal percentage. That's, I did not expect
0: that to be the case. I think it just shows how dangerous this team is. So, so what we do now folks, uh, so you know, appreciate Sean for hopping on and talking a little bit about Idaho to Idaho state uh, games. Now we want to talk a little bit about this match, this matchup tonight with the birds. I mean, this will be, as far as we know, this is one of the last two games that we will see the birds, unless something happens in conference play or in conference tournament. Um, but in terms of the schedule, this is the last of two games that we will see the birds as a big sky opponent. And so a lot to, a lot to unpack in this one, Chappie, because I I wrote this in the notes that this is, this is a, um, a clash of the Titans in the big sky conference right now. The Wildcats are one, number one in the conference and the the T-Birds are two. And so this game very well could decide who ends up with that regular season trophy, um, which, I mean, obviously you don't put a lot of stock into it. It's nice to have the regular season trophy, but you want that conference tournament trophy. Um, But, I mean, I don't know how you feeling about this one, Chappie? Like, what, what what what's on your mind is as, as the Wildcats get warmed up and ready to to tip off down in Cedar City. What's on my mind is that
1: I expected Todd Simon to already be out of Cedar City after last season. He's a good coach. Yeah, <laughs> Todd Simon's a really good coach. Yeah, excellent. He's frankly pro- probably better than SU deserves. <laughs> he should be. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, I expect him to leave at some point. Who knows? But he, he's got a good team. They're always well coached. Um, yeah. As I was looking over the roster, they've got a lot of the guys back that they that they had last year. Uh, you know, Harrison Barnes, there's a lot of good players on that team. Uh, it, it should be absolutely, like you said, a clash of the tides. It's, it's important. And, you know, remembering last year, I mean, we, if I remember right, we we boat raced them in the first game didn't we we yeah we
0: absolutely yeah we demolished like there was no doubt in ogden like absolutely destroyed them in the purple palace and then it was a a lot tighter down in cedar city right yeah so uh so definitely
1: you know expect a good close game um excited to see it really frankly it's it's going to be a fun watch
0: yeah, I mean, because like in that second game, you know, just just a couple of errors late in the clock ended up costing the Wildcats. We lose by five, but like it wasn't a real five. Like they really lost by a bucket. Like that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. There were some late things in that game that were like that just were head scratchers. Yeah, just turnovers that were costly. Uh, and, you know, the door was cracked and SU was able to get back in. And it was funny because they won that game and uh, there was a lot of hay made about the fact that, you know, that was like their Super Bowl. They, they felt like they had just knocked off the national champions or something like that, beating the Wildcats. I mean, because obviously the Wildcats were a very good team. SU ended up becoming the number one seed uh, for all the good that did them in the conference tournament. Uh, I think they ended up losing to Montana State, right? They did. Yep, they they did
1: not make it. Yes, they did. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And, so and they they've also had some crazy games this year. Remember uh, if you saw that them playing Cal earlier this year, they lost in double overtime and the the scorekeeper actually missed oh. some points.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they,
1: looking at it too, they lost to Dixie, man. They lost to Dixie.
0: I will say they did lose to Dixie early in the season, but, but then surprisingly they played again, which I thought was really weird. Didn't didn't you think that that was weird that they played him a second time? Cause it was technically it's, out of conference. It's,
1: it's way weird, but it's, it's, uh, learned, yeah, they're not even in the same conference. So yeah, I, it's, it's definitely, definitely an interesting thing. I, I expect those two to do that
0: as often as they are able to, <laughs> which right. is going to be, which is going to be twice once they're in the same conference. Right. Which will be next year. Um, but that that second game, I mean, SU came out with you know fire and fury, and they they laid it down early. Like we will not lose to Dixie again, and they didn't. They absolutely destroyed them. So let's talk a little bit about um, let's talk about the kind of the matchup here, Chappie. So I uh, did some research earlier today. Uh, the Birds currently have the best offense in the conference. They score seventy nine point four points a game. Wildcats are coming in with the fourth best defense in the conference. They only allow sixty eight point seven. So I mean. I mean, a little less than, I mean, a little more than 11 points or 10 points right there. I mean, what do you think is the bigger factor here? That this kind of high powered offense that the birds run or that the Wildcats, I mean, I think that the Wildcats may be a little bit underrated defensively. I mean, Dylan Jones is a great defender, obviously, you know, up there in steals for the conference. We all have talked about Kobe McEwen and his chops as a defensive player. Uh, We know about Dante Bassett in the post and what he's able to do. I mean, and JJ Overton, very active hands, you know, has gotten himself in some foul trouble this season. But like, I just think that that's sometimes a poor whistle. Like he's, he's a physical player and, you know, making guys uncomfortable. Like who do you think kind of wins out here? Is it that stellar offense or maybe the Wildcats, you know, firm defense, especially considering the caliber of teams that the Wildcats have played? Yeah, I, to me, I, I do think
1: Weaver's underrated defensively. Uh, I may, I'm going to base that on, Dante just didn't get a lot of minutes, you know, and he is a a defensive first big man. I mean, he always, it's how he's always played. And so uh, having him in there, I think helps improve Weber's defensive rating. And it especially helps it against a team like SUU.
0: Yeah, and so I I haven't looked at the at the size of guys uh, right now because I don't know how big Mason Fawcett is, but I wonder. Uh, another thing that I wrote in the notes was the fact that um, uh, so so we talked a little bit about Mason Fawcett. He's a key piece of this team. Um, he's currently fourth in the conference for boards. Uh, he's got eight point nine a game. Dylan Jones number one in the conference for boards, obviously. Um, but I wonder with you know the activity of Dylan Jones around the hoop. And the size of, of a Dante Bassett, how much that limits Mason Fawcett and his impact on the boards. So Fossett's six six. So
1: yes, they do have a six eleven center, but uh, he's a soft. So yeah, Fawcett's not. Uh, he's not an overly big man. He plays big, but um, you know, yeah, Dylan Jones is gonna eat his lunch.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and I just wonder like if he feels very much like a Dylan Jones-esque player for them, right? Where it's just like you look at him and say, okay, he's 6'6, um, but it feels like his impact is very much more of like a front court guy, right? And 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 DJ is kind of that that way for the Wildcats, where he's a player who plays good defense, um, you know, very good around the around the hoop. But can shoot the three, and obviously the best rebounder in the conference right now. Uh, feels like you know uh, a very similar pattern that the, the SU has in Mason Fawcett as what the Wildcats have with Dylan Jones and Ogden. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I agree with that one hundred percent. So another player I wanted to talk a little bit about was John Knight the third, um, and. John Knight III is the best in conference in steals. I mean, Dylan Jones is close, but I think he's Dylan's only like 0.2 steals behind him a game or something like that. But uh, John Knight III is averaging 1.8 per game, which is best in the conference. And he's got great assist numbers. He's averaging 4.3 a game. And so I'm wondering, I'm looking at this guy and say, okay, he's a guy who likes to, you know, he likes to bother the backcourt. And I wonder how that plays with this experienced Wildcat backcourt in Kobe McEwen and JJ Overton because these guys have played a lot of basketball. They played at very high levels, and so yes, he's going to do his best to kind of get the get them uncomfortable and try and get some of those steals. But uh, but these guys are they've got some experience and they've played against some good guys, and so I wonder how much of an impact John Knight the has, along with the the facilitation that he does on the other end. What do you think, Chappie? I mean what which do you think kind of plays a bigger factor here tonight?
1: Honestly, I yeah, as it good as John Knight the third is, I remember light right, he's near the top of the conference list as far as scoring leaders too, is he not? Um,
2: he's he's yeah, good. Me, but
1: me, man, I, Kobe McEwen, I'd I'd put him against up against almost anybody in the country <laughs> as sure. far as, as far as playing D goes, he's, he's, and, and same with JJ. Like we, he's, yes, he, he's experienced, but we have quite a few guys of our own with a lot of experience that are, that are just beasts when it comes to defense.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously like experienced guys can play, can play really good defense. Kobe McEwen known for his defense, you know, before he transferred from Utah state to Marquette and now bringing that to Ogden, but you're right. I mean, right now, John Knight, the third, currently eighth in the conference at 15.1 points per game, Uh, right up there near the top Kobe McEwen at number five at 17.2 points per game. And so uh, an absolutely interesting matchup because talented scorer, talented facilitator. And like I said, seeing the Wildcats share the ball more against the Bengals kind of gives me hope that maybe the offense runs a little bit smoother against some of these tougher opponents, right? Because I think it was part of the problem against montana when they lose in missoula uh the ball sticks up maybe a little bit too much and because of that it's a lot more hero ball and that's a little bit tougher or easier to guard yeah when when Weavers, you can see when their offense is running good when
1: they're you know when they're running the motion and guys are motioning off the ball and like you can see it when it is running correctly right uh yeah. you can also see it when it isn't and that is when it tends to descend into a little too much of one-on-one play when it the wildcats seem to always get in trouble when it's the modern basketball definitely is more one-on-one ball, but they seem to get into trouble when it, when it becomes the norm and not an exception.
0: Yeah. So, like I said, I felt like, I mean, obviously, I think the thing that we forget here is that this team, they have some new guys. I mean, I feel like we forget that because there are so many familiar faces from last year's roster that we forget the fact that like, this is a brand new backcourt for the Wildcats and uh, there are some new guys that are still getting broken in, and, and so it still feels like guys are figuring it out. They're they're coming in, they're trying to get get acclimated, and so uh, I think that as the season wears on, the Wildcats will hopefully that offense and that comfortability, uh, you know, with that comfort with each other playing on the floor, moving without the ball, that kind of stuff will continue to improve. Because this next couple of weeks are going to be tough, man. I mean, you've got this game uh, tonight, you've got. Uh, Northern Colorado coming up, who is a great team in the conference. You've got Sac State, who maybe not as good of a, of a team in the conference, but I mean, I think it's six games in, in a week. Or I mean, let me just double check here. So we've got tonight, boom, 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 boom. It's six games in two weeks. You know what I mean? And uh, it is. And and the, the only, I would say like, quote unquote, easy games, it's Sac State because you got to you have to face eastern and eastern has shown themselves to be a very scrappy team and then and then montana comes to town on Thursday February 3rd and then montana state comes to town on Saturday February 5th and you know they're a good team too and so it's just like oh man like this this next couple of weeks is really make or break for the wildcats in terms of conference standings because you know you look at all these teams and it's just like sac state is really the only letdown or the only what you know quote unquote easy game uh, that you're going to see because all of these teams can just fall and they are scrappy. And even Sac State. Remember last year, that that game was decided in the final seconds. Yeah, but they had that. Uh, what was that kid's name? Um, oh man, I, I was really high on him. Anyway, I I don't think they're the same. And that game is in the Nest, which, by the way, I hate the Nest. I think it's one of the stupidest names, and I think it's can one we, of the worst places. Can
1: we can we pull into rating conference arenas? Is that is that where, can
0: we can we descend into? Oh man. I mean, if you want to know, I'll tell you, I freaking hate the nest. Um, I hate Reed Jim. <laughs> like, well, I mean, what do you, what do you want? What else? Should we keep going? Portland state apparently has got a new arena, right? Yeah. That arena actually looks really nice. Yeah. Perfect. but um, last one I wanted to talk about Chappie before we wrap up this uh, kind of preview about who SUU is and kind of what Wildcat fans can expect tonight. Final piece is Tevian Jones. I mean, Tevian Jones has been very good. He and John Knight, the third and Mason Fawcett are all top 15 in the conference in scoring. And so we've got a lot of, and I think that this is the, the crux of who SUU is. I mean, these guys, I mean, let me, let me go back to the stats we're talking about. Let's see. I mean, John Knight, the third scoring 15 a game. Then we've got Tevian Jones right behind him, scoring fourteen a game. Then we've got Mason Fawcett scoring thirteen a game. I mean, that's that's a lot of production right there, man. You know what I mean? And so I look at that and I go, okay, like these are these are their guys. This is this is how their offense runs, because I mean, you're spotting quite a few foul, uh, quite a few points. Plus, they've got a guy who is a pretty good three-point shooter. Where was his name? Come on, bring it back.
1: Oh. Sounds like they're very similar to Weaver State in the in the balance scoring aspect. Where if one guy's off, one guy's on. I mean, I'm looking at some stats here. John Knight the third had the season high. He was scored 31 against Cal. Uh, wow. Feels so feels very similar to to Weber, where if one guy's off, there's there's other guys to pick up the slack. There's there's not just one guy to stop.
0: Yeah. And so I just, I I look at those three and I say, okay, this is the SUU big three, you know, of John Knight, the third, Mason Fawcett, Tevion Jones. And then, like I said, they've got, they've got a couple of the good guys. And plus you mentioned at the top, Chappie, Todd Simons is a good coach. Like he is a good coach. He's very good at making adjustments. He understands what his team is good at. Uh, So they'll be prepared to take on the Wildcats. And so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, any parting thoughts on this matchup? (laughs) Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an exciting game.
1: Right. Yeah, and the is gonna- game is taking the, the the game is taking place at America First Arena. Man, that's strange. an Ogden Company sponsoring arena in Cedar City. Imagine that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, uh, we've said this in our in our group chat. I mean, it's actually it's a it's a really nice gym. I mean, it's a pretty. It's
1: the state of Utah as a whole is extremely blessed when it comes to basketball arenas. We have yeah. cumulative, in a cumulative sense, maybe the best set of arenas anywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, this gym is nice. Our gym is pretty nice. I mean, Huntsman center is nice. Marriott center nice. uh, is nice. Burns arena is yeah. nice down at Dixie. Like that, yeah.
1: we've got, we, just, we, we have, we have no hives in the state of Utah. We have no just terrible, terrible. Oh, <laughs> the nest. Yes. Excuse me. Then excuse uh, me. The I, is I would say, for me, the worst arena in state. And they are gonna hate me for saying this, but the Spectrum. Spectrum is not a great arena as far as like layout and setup. And mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. It's, but it's, the it's fan a,
0: base makes it right. Like the, the fan whole, base. The fan base makes it. It's literally a
1: hole dug in the ground
0: that they put seats in. Yeah, I mean, but like we said, the the fans make it a very hostile environment. And so that's a, that's another gym that you know, while it may not necessarily be a looker when you get a bunch of Aggie fans in there, I mean, it can be a very difficult place to play basketball. And we haven't even mentioned UVU, who has a a pretty decent gym as well. So, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. I mean, and I don't know much about Snow's facilities or anybody else, but and you know, Slick, I mean. The, the 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 SLC stars play in Slick's gym. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like you said, it's a great it's a great state for basketball facilities, and uh, Utah is one. All right, Chappie. Now uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little Waldo's Magic Eight Ball here, man. Uh, we haven't done it in a while, and uh, we got a little extra time here at the end of the show before we have uh, tip off here. I did want to say that uh, we so we tried something out on Thursday. Um, we had a Twitter Spaces watch party where we you know a few. A few folks hopped on and uh, we just talked about the game as it happened. Really nice feature. Uh, Really enjoyed that. But I think we're going to try a similar thing tonight on Facebook. So we're going to go to a Facebook room. And if you want to watch the game with us, uh, feel free to join. We'll share it on our social media page. We'll put it in the Weber State Weekly or the Weber State Fans Facebook page. And uh, you can take a look at that and just kind of see what's up. But um but now let's uh let's let's go uh, let's go magic eight ball here. Wallows Magic 8 Ball. Chappie, I wanted to get your opportunity or your uh your take here on um my first prompt for you was that uh we've got a we've got a tough we've got a tough uh couple of weeks, like we said. I mean there's a really good opponents coming to Ogden, a little bit of road time. Um and so Chappie, I mean if you could if you could predict Uh, this, this next couple weeks, I I don't know, give me, give me your prediction and we'll put it to Waldo's net magic eight ball to see, or ask Waldo's magic eight ball a question about what is going to happen. So let's see here. So we have what we see six games in two weeks, six games in two weeks.
1: Okay. So Waldo, Waldo's magic eight ball. Does Weber state go undefeated? Over the
0: stretch, over the six-game stretch. Man, okay, going straight for it. I mean, that's a tall order. Uh, Let's shake Waldo's Magic 8-ball in. It says, holy cow, it says, Outlook Good. (laughs) Oh, man, Uh, Waldo's Magic 8-ball in a good mood tonight, man, because, like, shoot, that's that's some words that I want to hear. Oh, my goodness, because, like I said, it's going to be Murderer's Row for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Good teams. So, wow, Outlook Good. I'll hold on to that. Um, I'm gonna ask my own question for Waldo's Magic Eight Ball. Talking about the next couple of weeks, um, we've talked a lot about um, about there. There's a lot of folks that have been watching the conference scoring list. I mean, of course, it's often a place where people go to first to look at conference player of the year. We noted that Kobe McEwen now um, now at number five on there, and so I wanted to uh, ask Waldo's Magic Eight Ball: Will Kobe McEwen climb? in the next uh in the next couple of weeks, back up, you know, maybe the top three in scoring in the conference, um in the conference rankings. So let's shake Waldo's Magic Eight ball. The answer is my sources say no. Okay. It looks like teams are gonna maybe queue in a little bit on Kobe McEwen over the next couple of weeks and somebody else on the team is gonna have to get it done. Well, yeah, especially if they're going undefeated. So, (laughs) I guess that's all that
1: matters. Magic 8 ball, you got to be consistent about this. If you know the future, Uh you know the
0: future. Mm -hmm. All right, Chappie. How about another one for Wallows Magic 8 ball? Um, You know, we talked a little bit about the schedule coming up, which is going to be tough. Talked a little bit about, you know, one of our top scorers, Kobe McEwen. Anything else burning in your mind that you want to ask Wallows Magic 8 ball? Okay, so can I do two? Is it possible to do? Okay, let's, I'm going to do one here that's totally
1: on topic and then one that's not. All right. Let's <laughs> so Waldo's Magic
0: 8-Ball, uh, is Weber State going to go into the tournament as the one seed? Okay, so going in as the one seed would make you the conference champion in the regular season. Um, obviously, a trophy comes with that, but not the one that you want. Uh, let's shake it. Waldo's Magic 8-Ball, will they be the number one seed? The answer is, I don't know. Interesting. Okay, not quite sure. Waldo's eight Magic 8-Ball ball I don't know. I Man. don't know.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. Now, here's our, here's our completely off topic, but relevant one. Okay. And, and I want the real answer, Waldo, Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. You got to do this one right. <laughs> Waldo's Magic 8-Ball is the next offensive coordinator of Weber State University football team
0: on staff right now. Okay. Okay. So yeah, a little bit off topic, but I mean, a question that uh, has been fueling conversations online about Wildcat football. Uh, If you didn't know, um, offensive coordinator, Matt Hammer and quarterbacks coach, Matt Hammer um, uh, stepped down on Friday, uh, decided to take a job outside of coaching football. And so the Wildcats are now in the market for another offensive coordinator and a quarterbacks coach. And so there've been some conversation about some candidates outside, some candidates inside. So Waldo's magic eight ball is Weber state's next offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach on staff. Now going to shake it up a little bit. It comes in clear. It says, ask again, please. (laughs) So we'll, so we'll do it. We'll ask again. Is the next offensive coordinator at Weber state on staff? Now, as we speak, let's shake it one more time. The answer is an unequivocal. No. Okay. So interesting. Interesting, says the the eight ball. All right. I, I got one more, Chappie, before we wrap up this segment. Um, I wanted to ask Waldo's Magic 8 Ball. Um, we've talked about the we've talked about the schedule, we've talked about some of these players. Um, and I want to ask about um hmm, How do I want to go here? Where do I want to go? I want to ask a little bit about. Well, I want to ask about this, uh, about the offense. Uh, I talked a little bit about the fact that they shared the ball really, really well on Thursday night. I really loved seeing that level of play. Guys comfortable passing and uh, finding open looks and knocking them down. And so I guess my question to Waldo's Magic 8-Ball is this. Will we continue to see that level of offense and assisting in this Wildcat, um, with the Wildcat offense going forward? So... Let's shake Waldo's magic gate ball without a doubt. Okay, man, I love to see that because, uh, like I said, I was really happy and uh, unequivocal answer from Waldo's magic gate ball tonight. Maybe it's all
1: clicked. You know, we've—I I mean this when I say this—they've been playing musical chairs at center, and feels like there's been—I don't want to say some hames—it just, but I don't know. Feels like there's been some internal conflict over how who's going to play big man at weaver state this season and maybe getting dante in there is is the key maybe that's the the piece that it takes to make the distribution work
0: yeah i mean so far it's been pretty good the spacing has been a little bit better and of course um that defense down low i think i think he had three blocks in that first game i mean just dynamite just just great So now let's take a look at the schedule We talked a lot about it tonight, Monday, January 24th at SUU Wildcats are down in Cedar city. Going to be taking on the T-Birds here in about 15 minutes, 7 PM ESPN plus or 103 on the wave. You can check it out there. And then Thursday, January 27th, Wildcats taking the road trip over to Greeley. I'll be taking on the bears uh, at bank of Colorado arena, 6 PM ESPN plus or 103 on the wave. And then Saturday, January 29th, taking the trip out to Sacramento, to The the Nest Garbage Facility at Sac State, 8 p.m. ESPN Plus or 1031 The Wave. Then next week, Monday, January 31st, we have the reschedule of the Eastern Washington game that wasn't, uh, that had to be rescheduled because of COVID in their locker room. Luckily, everybody's been all right. Uh, that game will be at 7 p.m. ESPN 1031 The Wave. Can, tickets are available at weberstatesports.com. And then the big one, uh, Montana coming to town Thursday, February 3rd. Grizz will be in the Purple Palace, and we'll see if the Wildcats can get revenge off of that two point last minute shot uh, that uh, cost them the game up at Dahlberg in Missoula. ESPN Plus or 103 won the wave on that, or get your tickets, man. Be in there. I had a Grizz fan online tell me today that, or uh, the other day, that he didn't feel that uh, Ogden was a terribly hostile environment for the Grizz. He always felt comfortable. So. Let's change that. <laughs> then finally Saturday February 5th, Montana State coming to town uh, 6 p.m. ESPN Plus or 103 won the Wave. Tickets also available at weaverstatesports.com. Uh, a lot of good promos, so keep your eyes out for those. And um get out to the D, man. Uh next week, a lot of good games at the D and some some big time uh some big time's conference rivals and and well-coached teams coming downtown. So, let's go let's go check it out. So, Chappie, that's the show, man. Um, if you don't want to get a hold of us, you know how. WeberStateWeekly at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on Patreon. Uh, we want to thank our Patreon supporters for helping us pay the bills. Um, we really appreciate them. WeberStateWeekly.com. I, I'm working on a piece right now to talk about this uh, offensive coordinator stuff. Uh, there's some names floating around out there, and we want to talk a little bit about each of them. So, currently in the in the process of writing that. Uh, Chappie, anything to add? Uh, any Anything percolating in your mind before we wrap up? Nah, man. Go, cats. Good, just good to have sports back. Yep. Yeah. I mean, big game tonight. Obviously, hope the Wildcats can uh, pull out the W in Cedar City. Uh, it'll be be a massive win to to get the birds on the road. So we'll wrap it up like we usually do, and I'll say it: Weber State. Weber State. Great, great, great. Go Wildcats. <laughs>